Well, it's uh, showtime, so we'll get rolling here. And uh, the panel's all here. I think the audience should be able to hear us. I don't know if they can give us a shout-out. Maybe one of the attendees could send us a note or ask a question and just tell us that they can hear us okay. And uh, we'll get rolling with the rock stars of Twitter webinar. As some of you probably know, we did this webinar last week, and we had some technical problems, so we're doing it all over again, and I thank the panel so much for doing that, and we should get a recording this time so we can memorialize this thing for our sponsor, the Internet Marketing Club. So I'll, I'll share the agenda, and um, we'll get rolling. Our uh, agenda today is to share with you some strategies for personal branding from the Twitter rock stars, and when you meet our amazing panel, you'll definitely agree with me that they are the rock stars or some of the real rock stars of Twitter. And we'll go through some of the basics of how to get started and talk about Twitter lingo and how to measure and track results. And we'll have some examples of business success stories. I'll share my three E's of social media. And I know one of the panelists has two L's that he wants to share too. Um, we appreciate any retweets. And we'll give you all of our Twitter addresses. Mine is at Jay Berkowitz. Our sponsor today is the InternetMarketingClub.org. Don't forget it's a .org. And um, this is a group we put together just for networking and learning and having a little bit of fun with Internet marketing. Uh, there's already people from all over the world. And um, we have a, our next webinar, Internet Marketing Club webinar, coming up this Wednesday at 12.30 Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to do a weekly webinar and this week, we're going to talk about pay-per-click advanced creative strategies. And Margie Schneider from 10 Golden Rules will be sharing um, that feature this Wednesday. Uh, of course, you can find all this stuff at Internet Marketing Club. There's, uh, everyone's posting some really great stuff. Here's some of the videos that are on the site. We've got discounts for some of the upcoming conferences. And members from all over the world. Here's Shin Koyama's page from Tokyo, Japan. Emma is from... Um, Tunisia, and Rhonda K. Wasser joined from Israel. So it's a really amazing group that's just come up. Well, let's meet our panel for the rock stars of Twitter. And first up is Gail Goodwin. Hi, Gail. Hi, Jay. And this is Gail's uh, page. She's the founder of a site and a business called Inspire Me Today. And she's really <laughs> amazing and inspirational, as a matter of fact. She was named I'm laughing um, because of the picture you had there. <laughs> she was named to the top 25 list on Mashable's most inspirational and uh, here's her uh, just behind Dr. Wayne Dwyer. What a great list to be on. Anthony Robbins is also on the on the list. She's also a blogger for the Huffington Post and almost everything Gail does on Twitter and HuffPo is positive and uplifting and she's amazing. Thank you. We see on Twitter she has 32,000 followers, and I think this tweet sums it up. Open your heart and tell someone how much you love them. That alone can change the world. Gail, welcome, and thanks for being here. Jay, it's an honor. I'm really happy to be here, and especially the second time around. I'm sure it'll be even better than the first. Next up is Warren Whitlock. Warren's the author of a book on Twitter called Twitter Revolution, how social media and mobile marketing is changing the way we do business and market online. You can find the book at Amazon.com and also over at WarrenWhitlock.com where Warren blogs about the Internet and social media. And uh, he has 48,348 followers on Twitter. Warren, welcome to the podcast and thanks for being here. Well, it's my honor. It's uh, always good to talk to you, Jay. And, uh, I'm feeling like I know all these panelists, like we deja vu or something. <laughs> it's, it's great, isn't it? And last but certainly not least is Iconic88. Iconic is out of Sydney, Australia, and I had the pleasure of meeting him when I was recently down there uh, for business. 22,000 followers on Twitter, and he has uh, an amazing distinction as being the, in, in the top 10 most retweeted people in the world on Twitter, and I think he's the number one or number two most retweeted human being because there's some automated robots and some corporations that are ahead of him on that list. Um, he prefers to 
use his internet superhero brand, Iconic88. And I joke that <laughs> he's an internet superhero because he has a secret identity like Superman or Batman. But if you want to find out a little bit more about the man behind the story, he was kind enough to agree to an interview on the 10 Golden Rules podcast, episode number 42, when I was down in Sydney. So today he's going to be Iconic88, and you can find out a little bit more on that podcast interview. Welcome aboard, Iconic. Hey, Jay. Hey, Gail. Hi, Warren. Great to be back again. Good to see you all in here. And you also wanted to introduce a neat internet project called The Internet Chef. And, yes, uh, we have Jay, a, thank you. We have a slide um, up now, so go ahead. Oh, there she is. That's my beautiful partner, Bridget Davis, so Chef Bridget Davis. She's also known as Bridget underscore Cooks on, on Twitter. And as you can see, um, this is just our little um, project of passion that we're releasing out there into the world. And, uh, yeah, please, if you're looking for recipes and uh, cooking advice, Bridget's definitely the person to talk to. And one of the I amazing things the about Bridget faces, <laughs> somehow she, she can get a recipe out as a Twitter tweet, a recipe in only 140 characters. How does she do that? I think that's one for her to ask, uh, Jay. Um, I don't know how, she, you know, you're asking the wrong person. I really don't know how she does it. She's, it's just her level of creativity where she's able to, um, you know, create a recipe, uh, you know, within the 140 character framework. Well, you've met our all-star panel, and I'll just give you a brief uh, overview of my background. I worked for some great brands like Coca-Cola and McDonald's, and I worked at a big dot-com called eDiets.com and wrote a book called The Ten Golden Rules of Online Marketing Workbook, and I was recently featured in the Wall Street Journal and made my TV debut on Fox Business TV. So without further ado, let's review the rock stars of Twitter webinar, and let's learn a little bit about Twitter for Business and your personal brand. So first of all, I'll explain what is Twitter. And I think the most powerful thing about Twitter that I've realized over the last couple of years is it's an amazing personalized news feed. And here in just one screen, I'm following people like Jeff Pulver, who founded a top uh, voiceover company and now runs the 140 Twitter conference. Here's Darren Rouse from Melbourne, Australia, who goes by the brand of Pro, Pro, Pro Blogger. And Scott Monty, who's the social media manager for Ford Motor Company. And with 140-character tweets, these folks update me on exactly what's happening in their world as it pertains to Internet marketing. So I've created a personalized news feed following the folks that I find to be most interesting and relevant to my business. The other way to look at Twitter is when you take a look at someone's Twitter screen, or what Twitter calls a timeline, you can quickly evaluate someone and look at their historical tweets. So this is my timeline. You see my tweets going back over time. You can also have a look at their personal information and their statistics. And typically you want to look for somebody who has uh, perhaps at least a one-to-one -one ratio. More followers than following. One of the things to look for um, in, in, in a defensive <laughs> position perhaps to, to guard yourself against some of the folks out there who are doing a little bit of Twitter trickery, is watch out for folks who are following a 1,000 people, but they, they only have 20 or 30 followers. Because typically people can sign up with a lot of people. And if they don't have something of value to say, I would, I would be wary of uh, following them back in Twitter. Another great way to find people is to follow people that someone you respect is following. So myself, I'm going to follow people in Internet marketing. So if you're interested in that, you can just hover over these little icons on my Twitter timeline and you'll find some great people to follow. We're going to run through 10 tips for Twitter. And the first one that I recommend today is it's, it's like it's 1995 and something really important is to get your Twitter name and get your company name. Even if you don't understand what you're going to do with Twitter and you don't really get it today, Take uh, my word, and, and I'm sure all the other panelists' words. There's a lot of interesting stuff happening on Twitter, but at the very least, protect yourself and try and protect your brand and your company's brand name by logging in and securing or registering your name. It's just like so logging into any of the other social networks. The second tip is to create a basic profile. You want a nice headshot, and if you can, a nice big picture of yourself, like some of these folks have done, and add a link to a website 
and create a basic profile. So, you know, tell folks a little bit about yourself, and that's all you get a chance to do because you're only allowed 160 characters. Um, this is my friend Sean Collins, who's done a great job branding himself as Affiliate Tip. And his blog and his podcast and his Twitter name are all Affiliate Tip because he shares expertise on affiliate marketing. He's also one of the co-founders of Affiliate Summit. Joel Kahn is one of the other Twitter book authors. And you see that he has found a way to get a second link. You're only allowed one link in a Twitter profile. But he got a second link in by including twitterpower.com in his Twitter description. So I'll turn it over to the rest of the team, and maybe they can share some tips about creating a profile. Well, I'll, I'll speak something to the uh, Warren. I'll speak something to the uh, what I think about the profile. Most of the people using Twitter aren't looking at the profile. You use the profile to decide whether or not to follow, follow somebody. So you have to think that when somebody comes to your page, in most cases, they're they're there to try to find out something about you. So give them a link to a good place to find out more about you, not a place that. Uh, is a sales page, uh, and you know, and, and don't leave any of the stuff blank. Uh, you mentioned something about ratios um, um, of uh, how many followers to, uh, somebody had, and that's, that is something. But most of all, uh, find out whether or not it's a real human being, whether they're having a real conversation. I actually like to get engaged with somebody who has done something like follow a thousand people and have 12 followers. I figure. Um, they're in a good position to learn because they've been given the idea that go out and follow a bunch of people and they would get and you'll uh, get people to follow back. So if I can tell that they're a real human being and not a bot, I'll actually even follow those people. To me, everything is about whether or not I'm making a real connection with a real human being. Jay, this is Gail. I'm going to jump in there also. I couldn't agree with what Warren said anymore. I mean, it is he, Warren. You're dead on. It's interesting that when I go to look at someone's profile, the number one thing I want to do is connect with that person in some way. So the more information that you can tell someone that, that really gives a sense of who you are, not just what you do. And I realize that it's a very short space that you have to share all this, but it's kind of like get used to it because you have to start typing in that way anyway with 140 characters on Twitter. And so it's a really good place to just let someone know who you are, what you have to offer to the world, and why they'd want to connect to you. Uh, just to add to, um, totally agree with uh, Gail and Warren. It, it's all about you. Um, the way I see Twitter, it's all about engagement. It's all about being the real you. Um, when you're a bot, uh, or if you're talking, if people are just basically broadcasting, you know, when you um, just imagine yourself ringing up a friend or ringing up someone that, you know, just get it on your phone, you're giving someone a call, and they don't answer the phone, and all you get is the engagement tone. That's what it's like when you're running a, a bot or you're having um, a whole bunch of releases or tweets that are automatically scheduled. So um, be as real as you can. Be online as much as you can and, and engage. And it's okay if you're not online because people still be there when you come back on. Thank you all very much. I'll keep rolling with our tips. The third tip I always say is listen before you speak. And I know the panel has a slightly different take on this, but my recommendation is to so create your profile and follow a couple people and just get a feel for the environment. And I think this is important in a lot of social media. You don't want to show up in any environment and just start blah, 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 blah. I think it's really important to get a feel for how people converse in Twitter and get a feel for some of the um, proper morals and ethics in the, in the environment before you start talking too much. I think it was Seth Godin's mom who said, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. We should listen a lot more than we speak. Um, so you can find some people to follow by following the folks that people you are following are following. And you see, um, just by holding over this little icon, I, uh, it, it identified this is JetBlue Cheaps, and that's a way to find uh, discount prices from the airline JetBlue. I'll open it up to some of the panelists to... Uh, chip in with how they get started and, and listen before they speak. Well, we just had it. I, I don't think anything you're saying I would disagree with. But, um, you know, how long do you need to be listening to 140 characters? Probably, you know, you're not, I'm sure you're not saying get on here and read tweets for the next six months. Um, you know, maybe six minutes. Uh, <laughs> or somewhere in between there. 
Uh, Jay, you and my, I might have a little bit different stake in the ground, but um, it's pretty quick. And uh, it doesn't take very long to engage when you figure out it's a real human being. We are, we are um, very adept at taking a look at, at things like the everything from the photo to the kind of things being said in the tweets to the bio and find out something about it. Most of the time when I see somebody making a blanket judgment about, you know, everybody that is like this is wrong or trying to make some rule to it, it's, it's something that I know exceptions on because I've literally talked to thousands of people on Twitter. There's a lot of people learning, a lot of people doing it wrong, and I, I don't see any problem with that. So I, I go ahead and tell anybody if you want, you know, you want your very first tweet to be saying, Warren Whitlock, you said that, that it was okay to tweet you before I listened. Uh, that's fine with me. Uh, and, you know, if I get that one for sure, I'm going to follow that person. Uh, I want to engage with people as soon as possible. I'm the same way, Warren. This is Gail again, Jay. Uh, what I'm looking for in Twitter, I mean, the way that I view Twitter is kind of like the old water cooler analogy. If you ever worked in an office that has lots of cubicles, you interact with people and engage with people when you walk up to the water cooler. You speak to whoever's there. And just the same as you wouldn't walk up to the water cooler and just butt in and start yelling whatever it is you want to say, it's the same on Twitter. You might read a few. You're going to find something that naturally piques your attention, and you're going to say, oh, I saw that movie too, or I can help with that problem, or whatever it is, feel free to jump in. And the more real you can be and the more personal you can be, by putting an at sign and actually writing to a real person, helping that person, or in some way making a difference in their day, the more I think the better you're going to be loved on Twitter and the better we all build community. So feel free to jump in. I'm right there with Warren. If you want to send an at and say, this is my first tweet, I'll answer you back. Hey, I'm going to have to jump in because you're talking about my favorite story, the water cooler. Um, you know, if you go to a if you go into a work environment, you've never you've never been there before. There's a water cooler. You might take a few minutes to get comfortable before you talk to anybody. But if you go walking up and saying, "Hey, my kids my kids uh, selling Girl Scout cookies. You want to buy some?" Pretty good chance you get a good warm reception. It's just it really so. There's no there's no um, there's no rule that says you can't sell something on your first day. Uh, it's just a matter of what's in good taste. Now, the reason I bring up that water cooler and Girl Scout cookie things is I've used these for years. It, you know, it's okay if, if they come and say, buy my Girl Scout cookies. But we've all worked with that one person who has a kid in the band, a kid in the, in the soccer team, a kid in Girl Scout, and they all seem to have something to sell, and you just start to avoid that person. Um, so we can discern these things really quickly. And so, you know, while the rule that, um, that, uh, that Jay Tr Jay talked about of listening before before you leave. Absolutely, a good a good a good suggestion. You know, pay attention. But you know, it might be that you have something unique and interesting to say uh, on your very first week. Well, let me just add, uh, just to use, to use the same analogy of the water cooler, guys. Is um, you have to you have to view it too that um, when when you're asking questions of people, that's how you um, that's how you break the ice. That's how you um, rapport with people because it shows that you're genuinely interested and it's not just and don't just reply simply for, for the fact that that person tweeted you carry, see if you could carry on the relationship sometimes I may tweet one person a reply say if they ask me how I'm doing I may say I'm fine and then I may take it off into the um, into the direct message column simply because it may be a private conversation they will just thread out too long and it has really no interest to anyone else and that's just, and it also doesn't clog up the stream. And um, as you know, when you're listening, people will want to know more about you in a, in a strange sort of way. Well, thank you all so much. I'll keep rolling with Twitter tip number four. And in this tip, I say, write some great tweets. So first, you're going to set up your profile, and then you're going to listen a little bit and get a feel for the environment. Now you want to say some relevant tweets. Um, and w we wish we could all say something as uh, sort of timely as we just made history uh, the day Barack Obama was elected as President of the United States of America. We can't all write such historical tweets. Um, but you can come up with interesting tweets. And the reason I say it's important, you see this gentleman, I got an email as soon as he followed me on Twitter. And he's following 251 people. 
he has no followers, and he's written zero tweets. So there's nothing for me to evaluate uh, Timothy W49 on because he has no Twitter history. So I think it's important to come up with a style and a type of messaging uh, in, in the early phase before you follow too many people because people are going to come and look at your history. So here's um, Gail's uh, timeline at Inspire Me Today. And you see that everything that Gail does is very positive and uplifting. She has a strategy, or what we would call in marketing, a voice, a consistent approach to her Twitter. Everything's positive, and she's very uplifting and inspiring, of course. Once in a while, I try and write something a little bit original, you know, try and write um, something unique. Here I said, the, the golden rules of social media, help someone. Or a, a, a couple times I've said, tweet people the way you would like to be tweeted. And I've tried to, you know, be consistent with the uplifting approach to Twitter and write something a little bit funny or interesting. Um, why don't we start in the reverse order this time, and Mahay, perhaps you can share some of the approaches you take to write great tweets. One of my goals um, since day one, since I started on Twitter, was to make every single tweet count. And by that, I made sure that my, my, my objective when I go online, there's an understanding that what you're sharing, you're sharing with the world. And I wanted to make sure that every single tweet had, um, had love in it, it was positive, it had this, um, in some tweets I'll have this, you know, I'll add my sense of humor to it. But basically, it was it's reflecting myself of who I am. And if there's one thing, if there was a, a recommendation that I'll make to the audience out there, it's you know, be yourself, um, and understand that positivity will will change the world. Tweet by tweet, we will change the world together with these tweets, and that's the power of Twitter. I'm smiling and jumping up and down here as you're saying that, because I couldn't agree with you more, Mahay. Now, it's the same thing for me, Jay, and I have the distinct honor of interviewing great, amazing people each and every day, and I take notes during those interviews, and many of those thoughts are what get turned into my tweets. It's things that I've learned during the day that it's like, that is such a positive thing. I want to share that and maybe it will help someone else's day. And the interesting thing is, it's kind of like life. The more you put out, the deeper you go, the better of a person you are, the better stuff you're going to get back. And Twitter is a perfect reflection of that. If people complain about, well, you know, why would you want to be on Twitter to tell somebody that you're making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Well, if you go on Twitter and tell someone that you're making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, it's going to directly dictate who follows you back and the kind of content you're going to get back. So if you want stellar content, write stellar content. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say. I've I got peanut butter stuck to the roof of my mouth now. <laughs> Just <laughs> thinking about it. You know, peanut butter jelly sandwich is great. You know, I, I personally can go on and have a conversation with somebody about peanut butter jelly sandwiches for, you know, for hours. Uh, but then I can do that about anything else. I, I think your advice here is good. I think you try to put put out there something that you're you know your very best, and you know you have to be you. And I like to say that Twitter is a, has a way of making me be just a little bit better version of myself. Great, thank you all. Next up, Twitter tip number five is follow the leaders. So if you're following along, first you're going to create a profile, then you're going to listen and learn a little bit, and you're going to write some tweets so people have something to see and evaluate you on when they come and see you or following them and they get an email and it says, hey, this person's following you. And um, so uh, uh, next up are a couple great ways to find some of the leaders in Twitter to follow. And this is one of my favorite tools. It's called wefollow.com. And at wefollow, they ask it, people to tag themselves. So I tag myself under social media, under internet marketing, under podcasting, some of the things that I'm passionate about. And you can find people who've tagged themselves. So you see the top celebrities, the top entrepreneurs, and you can find people in almost every area. I recently found people under publishing, and I found some lawyers for a lawyer conference I was speaking at. So WeFollow is a great tool. Another tool I highly recommend is one called TwitterGrader.com. G-R-A-D-E-R, TwitterGrader. And here we're having a look at all the top users by location. So Twitter Grader 
ranks people um, according to their location. And in Boca Raton, Florida, I'm ranked number five. And Allison Nazarian, a great copywriter and really positive Twitterer, is uh, ranked number one in our area. So it's a great tool to find people in your area because if you find people who are passionate about the same things as you, or if you find people who are located in the same place as you, it's a great way to find people who might follow you. Who else should you follow? Well, of course, our panelists, uh, twitter.com slash iconic88, inspire me today, and Warren Whitlock. Um, I, all, I have a very high opinion of all three of them. That's why I invited them here today. Um, at Mashable does a great job covering the Internet industry and breaking tech news. Robert Scoble at Scobalizer was the first MSN video blogger, and he became one of the top uh, experts on social media and video blogging. Gary Vaynerchuk is a breakout social media superstar. He does a video every day at winelibrary.tv all about wine, and he's become um, the wine expert in the social media space and recently wrote a great book called Crush It, all about breaking out and doing these great things with these great new tools. Love the panel to share some of the folks uh, or some of the tools they use to find other leaders to follow on Twitter. Gail, you want to start us off this time? Sure, be happy to. When I first started, Jay, I looked at the people that I knew and respected and started with them and went and followed who they were all, who, the people that were already following them and the people that they were already following, figuring that that's a really good place to start. It's just like when a friend recommends something, that's the same way I look at that with Twitter when you follow a friend's recommendations. Additionally, uh, Twitter Grader has been a really big one for me. Just like you said, I followed people in my area. I also went on internationally and nationally and said, I want to follow the leaders wherever they may be. Specifically with our Global Hub Tour, we're also really using Twitter Grader because I want to target people, say, in Taiwan or Hong Kong or Paris or wherever, and that's worked really well for us as well. Yeah, I would agree with uh, Gail there. Um, that's that's pretty much exactly how how I use those those tools. Um, as for WeFollow, you can do the same um, depending on what uh, niche or communities you're looking to join. Um, just just add the keywords, the tags. If you're into uh, wine, type in wine into WeFollow, and you find those people. If you're looking for um, location-wise, look go into Twitter Greater and see who's in your specific location by city, and you could see also by country. And so you could mix and make between, you could mix and uh, match things. If you want to meet someone in Paris, for example, that's interested in wine, use both of them and uh, you'll be able to meet those people. And then also, if, uh, for, let's say, for example, if you like uh, people that Gail follows, just click on her, um, see who she's following, and then uh, introduce yourself to those people and say how you met. Well, I cheat. <laughs> I find people like Jay Berkowitz, who's gone to the trouble of investigating We Follow and Twitter Grader and all these kind of things, and then I have, then I start out by following him, of course, and then and then I look to see who's having a conversation with, not just who he follows, because um, that's a lot of me too. You know, I'm not looking for a news feed. I'm not looking for general news when I when I'm trying to on Twitter. To me, it's all about the people and real connections. So it's very important for me that I, I interact with people who are actually having conversations. And while, while you can't just blanket follow everybody that follows somebody else or everybody that's in a com even in a conversation because the, the spammers have gotten pretty good at uh, talking to all of us. So uh, every day I have to uh, clear out and I go to the trouble reporting it. If, if you know about me and my no rules attitude, I'd just be test tapping to do this. but. I can't think, think of a faster way to help Twitter get rid of them. It, the tweet will say, great affiliate software, a link, and then have three names, and I'll be one of the names. And I'm not one of the names, nor are we having any kind of conversation. And if I, you know, follow that person or reply to them, uh, then I'm just adding to the value because then their Twitter stream starts to have other interaction. I tried. Uh, they don't answer when you, when you do try to engage them. So um, I'm, I look very carefully at what, what the level of engagement is with real people that I already know. And, um, and I really do mean it as a cheat. It's much faster 
than going to a service because while I may find who the top Twitter users are in my community, and that's good to know for the top five or ten, and check to see whether or not there's somebody you thought you, you kind of heard of but you really don't know. If it's names that you've never seen before, that's really no reason to follow anybody by itself. I'm not against it. Go ahead and do that by all means. But then look for the person who's already doing that kind of engagement. Somebody's going to the trouble to use we follow. By the way, that's a trick you can use in search. You can search for we follow as one word or we follow.com. You'll probably get the same result. And then your other keyword, and you'll find people who have already used we follow to find that. And you can find that right in the tweet stream. And thereby, all of the searches in Twitter will come up with the most recent tweet. So if you do a search inside Twitter, you're getting people who are actually using Twitter instead of people that are registering for outside services. And to me, that's the quickest way to, to, to get authentic, real conversations going. Thank you, as always, panel, with great insights. Um, Twitter tip number three, or sorry, number six, losing count, is to retweet with an at sign. And the reason you do this is that you recognize the person who wrote a great tweet, and you also credit the source. Think of it like your high school projects where you have to give a bibliography. Or in um, uh, journalistic, you always have to credit a source. So um, Iconic88 is fantastic at this. And here we see he's retweeted something that somebody else said and something somebody else said. Twitter user reports from scene of Jakarta explosions. This is an old uh, tweet. Thank goodness this is not repeated news. And you see throughout here he's retweeting many, many things that were said by other people. And what you're doing is you're engaging your audience and you're also giving them credit for the things they said. So you're not just plagiarizing tweets. Another tool in uh, the Twitter world is the pound sign or hashtag. And you see um, down here about halfway, Warren Whitlock is enjoying the view on his way to the pound sign or hashtag 140conf. So 140conf is a common term or hashtag for the 140 conference. And everybody at the conference will be using that same terminology. And the hashtag becomes a tool where everybody else can search for that information. So those are some of the popular Twitter tools, hashtags, retweets, or RTs, and the at sign. Uh, perhaps um, someone would like to expand on that. Mahay, you want to take that one first? Yeah, let me just uh, add to that, uh, Jay. Thanks. There was a great explanation there. Um, once you get a... F the more you start to engage with your community, you'll start to get a feel of what people are interested in. And, uh, when, and of course, when you're building these, uh, when you're engaging with your, you know, with your friends or your following, you'll know what they want to hear, and they also have a feel of what you're interested in. So you start to um, share the information once it hits the uh, Twitterverse, you share it with your friends. And it's like saying, hey, here's something that... Um, that Zaibetsu found, for example, on that last tweet. You, this is something that I think that you'll, you'll be interested in. Um, another thing, and, and it's really, really important that you cite your sources so that um, the kudos gets spread around. Basically, it's like Twitter love. Everybody um, will, will see over time that you become a great resource for information. It also really comes in handy, Jay, if you really want to go to one of the conferences that we all know about through Twitter, but you, some for geographical reasons you can't make it, if you follow the hashtag for that conference, you may get thousands of people tweeting all information from their perspective that it almost feels like you're there just by going down through the hashtag tweet stream and looking at all the different things that these various people are contributing to that hashtag. Oh, may I just add to that? Yes, yesterday you would have seen, uh, sorry, Ryan, yesterday you would have seen the, um, some of you, or most of you would have seen the U2 concert, which they did on YouTube Live. Now, they had their own hashtag running. And, um, of course, that, that was a great example of people sharing in the experience of this U2 concert there at the Rose Bowl in L.A. And myself, for example, not being able to attend, this was a great way to um, also 
share some pieces of information, which were basically quotes that I found from Bono himself and Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who was part of the apartheid movement, um, anti-apartheid movement in South Africa. So for me, someone like uh, Desmond Tutu and Bono, Bono, I find highly inspirational. So I felt compelled to share the love which they have shared over the years. You know, we had the same thing just a few weeks ago when uh, Guy Lalibete was up on at the International Space Station, and his foundation, OneDrop.org, did a two-hour simulcast from space and all throughout the world with Bono as part of it as well. And that was really wonderful to follow because of all the, the traffic and the Twitter traffic with the hashtags on that, Jay. I was actually at the U2 concert in Tampa when oh, wow. Guy Laliberté was beamed live into the concert. and Bono was having a conversation <laughs> with him, and he was up in space. It was really neat. Uh, well, we'll keep rolling amazing. with Twitter tip number seven. And this tip is to use search.twitter.com. And a couple of the panelists have already referred to the powerful search function in Twitter, where you can find out exactly what's happening by using uh, this tool. And in the slide I'm showing, uh, during the Michael Jackson memorial ceremony, after Michael Jackson's death, I did a search for Michael Jackson and search.twitter.com found 4,115 more results since I started searching less than 0.06 seconds ago. Now, the amazing part about that is not that 4,115 people tweeted about Michael Jackson in under a second. Obviously, people all around the world were watching the memorial ceremony. But what I find incredible is that search.twitter.com could read all those tweets, record them and index them, and make them available so that we could display them in this search result. And recently, uh, the rumors say that Google offered Twitter $1 billion to acquire Twitter. And the thing that uh, Twitter has that Google doesn't have is this amazing ability to index the web and index what people are saying uh, across the Twitter network instantaneously and we're seeing many examples of this powerful fast form of search here's another one for during the um, post-mortem of the Iran election where people were using Twitter because the government was shutting down websites and shutting down blogs who were talking about the uh, what they said were the unfair results of the election and here people were using Twitter because they could link to videos um, and, and information about the aftermath of the election, and, and it couldn't be shut down. Um, I'd love the panel to share some examples of how they're using search.twitter. Maybe Warren wants to kick us off. Okay, well, I think the, the most powerful thing about this is that when you start looking at having those 4,000 in a second on the shared experience, it's, like, it's kind of like being in a wave at a large stadium where um, it's, you know, it's very easy to participate. Somebody, somebody near you stands up and throws their arms in the air. You do the same thing. The effect is spectacular. And the other part of the comparison I'd like to look at is we don't make videos of those and go back and look at waves from yesterday or last week or, you know, and we're still doing it. But each new wave is a unique experience and it's there it's happening. That's what's happening on Twitter. We're getting those waves. We're getting what's happening in real time. And it makes the stuff that happened yesterday or last week irrelevant. And while we, we need to bait, you know, build on the, um, the history that, that we all have and we share the stuff that's in Google now, uh, today we have uh, stuff happening in real time that all of us would rather see because even if you are reading an article on the history of something, you'd want to hear the, you want to hear exactly what's happening now. I mean, if, there, if we went and searched for the, tags for you too right now, we find out what people are talking about today. Is there a follow-up story? What else happened? Where are they playing today? Did they make another announcement? Because we wouldn't give up on just what we knew from yesterday. Um, one more thing on hashtags. Uh, I'm asked uh, often about who sets the hashtag or how do I get one or should I create one or help us promote this one. Uh, it's, it's viral. It's like, it's like trying to say, well, in this stadium, we're only going to wave with one hand. Don't put both hands in the air, just put one. Uh, you know, you don't get to define that. You get to try. Uh, you can, you know, 
we could decide just the four of us here and all those listening that from now on when we do the wave, we're just using the right hand. It might catch on. It might not. Uh, hashtags are the same thing. It's not part of Twitter from them uh, writing it into the code to start out with. It was added by users doing it. The, the pound sign, the hashtag, actually just makes um, makes the word unique. And so uh, if you have a unique combination of uh, letters and numbers, it's already unique, and adding the pound sign changes that. Also, when doing the search, make sure you search on the variety. Uh, we were just at Blog World Expo 09, which is BWE09, was the official ha hashtag. But I also was doing searches on Blog World, uh, BWE without the 09, and found uh, uh, and BW Expo. All of those were being used to talk about it. And again, since my market is new Twitter users, I found plenty of the people that I were looking for that weren't using them. I'll jump in on the search portion that you had asked about. One of the things I guess I love about Twitter search or search.twitter.com is that you can go to that URL and put in a word, not necessarily a hashtag and not necessarily a name. For me, with our global hug tour, oh, probably twice, three times a week, I'll go in and I'll just put in hug or hugs. And I want to see who's talking about it, in what context, and what's going on. And not only does it connect me with other people that, you know, somebody says something really funny or really sweet or really whatever that, that strikes me, I'll go follow that person, and I've gotten new followers from that back. But additionally, I can kind of like, it's, it's almost like doing a focus group and seeing what the vibe is of what's going on in the world around any given topic at that very present moment. And that's really exciting to me to have that kind of tool at your fingertips that you can put in any word and just say snap. And at the snap of your fingers, you have literally thousands of people that you can track what they're saying on that topic. Well, let's go to Sydney, Australia tomorrow morning. Hey, uh, Iconic 88, you want to add in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just to add to uh, what Gail and Warren said. Gail, um, what, let's say, for example, with Gail's Global Hug Tool, if she had a hashtag Global Hug Tour on search, uh, on Twitter search, what you can do is put in Global Hug Tour, put a space, put near, semicolon, and the place. Uh, could be in Sydney, could be Hong Kong, and then what they'll give you is a list of tweets or information of um, where the Global Hug Tour is happening. All based around the uh, first keyword, which is Global Hug Tour. Wow, it's so amazing how the technology is improving. Another way people are using search.twitter is for business, and people are searching for the types of keyword phrases someone might be using to search for their products and services. So if you provided podcast editing services, you might search for someone who's looking for a podcast editor. <laughs> or um, if you were looking for an Internet marketing consultant, you might type in the phrase Internet marketing consultant, and you might find someone who's asking their network, which is often called crowdsourcing. They're asking their peeps or their tweeps, um, you know, who can you recommend who's an Internet marketing consultant? Well, let me keep rolling with tip number eight. And um, for this one, we're going to use the example of the amazing Mari Smith, who's a friend of all of ours, if, if not in person on Twitter. And um, one of the recommendations is once you get rolling a little bit. We're sort of going through the progression here of setting up your profile and following some folks and finding some great people to follow and writing some great tweets and learning some of the, the Twitter tools like hashtags. Now we're going to recommend to upgrade your profile. And Mari's used her beautiful turquoise color that she consistently uses in her personal brand. She's also used the left-hand side for a nice big photo and links to things like her blog why Facebook and marysmith.com, her Facebook page, her YouTube, her LinkedIn. Here's a, a simpler execution, and this is uh, my friend who's a great designer and website uh, strategy designer, and he goes by the brand of Alex Designs, and Alex just has a nice clean design along the left-hand side uh, representing places to find him. And the incredible Cliff, Cliff Ravenscraft I say he's incredible. This guy does 16 podcasts every week. And here's just a partial list of his show. I know I only get a podcast out about every two weeks. And Cliff gets 16 out every single week. And on his Twitter stream, he's updated his profile with his graphic and his image. 
Incidentally, his graphic has recently shrunk quite a bit because I think Cliff's up to about 40 pounds of weight loss. Um, I'll open it up to the panel to share some of their tips on upgrading their profile. Go ahead. Well, I'll go first. We'll make it short. Make it short. I don't. I don't uh, worry too much about the profile. Of course, I've got a the first book on Twitter. <laughs> you go to my profile, you see. Oh, it's the guy that wrote Twitter Revolution. Um, they're either interested in that or not. So um, even before, the only reason there's a Twitter book up there is the book was coming out, and we knew we needed something. I'm so focused on relationships and conversation that these, uh, these marketing tips of, uh, while, while all of them are nice, um, I, I don't go looking for things I can't click on. Um, I, I actually, the first time I ever see something that's like a graphic of a, of a URL and I click on it, I, I kind of leaves a bad taste to me. So uh, we'll follow my rule of no rules. Do it if you want to. <laughs> okay, I'll jump in here. Um, I sit in the same camp with, with uh, Warren, actually, uh, as you can see uh, with my profile page. Um, I go against, uh, you know, a lot of trends and advice that um, people put out there. Um, I, I guess it's primarily because I started tweet, uh, Twitter, started tweeting because I had a different focus. It wasn't about me. It wasn't, I, I don't, you know, I didn't have a business that I wanted to promote. So my background is just my homeland of the Kingdom of Tonga, where I'm from, the South Pacific. So it's just, you've just got there a few photos of uh, my people and my islands. And um, Twitter is just um, an extension of uh, my islands and my culture and my traditions of sharing the love. And that's how I got the 88 on the end of Iconic, is that it represents four circles that are related and interconnected, um, represents four kava circles. And from the South Pacific, we drink a, a substance, which is a ceremonial drink called kava. And if you've been to Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, those three countries, it's, it's part of our culture and rich tradition. And when you sit within the circle, think King, King Arthur, everybody has something to share, everybody has something to say, and when you're sitting in the circle, we all respect everybody has an equal position, and so what you say, what you add to the circle, that, that goes to adding value to everybody else's lives that's sitting within that circle, and that's how I see Twitter, and that's um, why I am who I am on Twitter, and why I share the things I do, and um, why actually my, why my name, my real name isn't on Twitter, it's it's all about the tweets. And the thing, when I look at uh, my page uh, that Jay had up there a second ago, for me, it doesn't matter. If, you don't, if, you don't, if you're judging me on my background, then maybe you're someone that I don't need to talk to. And I leave everything to my tweet stream and what I share. I'm right there with you. And your tweet stream certainly speaks for itself, Mahed. Um, my Thank background, you. I mean, my background, Jay, is the way it is basically because it has never become a priority. It's never made it to the top of my to-do list. And if you ask me, would you like it to look differently? Probably. But it's never been a very important feature of something that I had to do. There are just more important things. I'd rather take the time interviewing people, sharing inspiration, writing back to folks than I would to sit and create that. Which brings me to a question for you, Jay, is do you have someone that you recommend that does great backgrounds for people that are interested. I don't, but I know that um, the the last time we asked that question, I think someone came up with Twitter backgrounds and oh, dot com. What a name! And so and you I'm could, sure I could search that too. You could Google it, right? Or Twitter search it. Next up is tip number nine, and I called this tip "Play with some apps or applications." And uh, one of the most famous apps is TwitPic, where you can show a picture and link with a Twitter tweet. And this is perhaps the most famous Twitter picture of all time, when Janice Crooms was on a ferry, and he sent this picture of the miracle on the Hudson. He said, there's a plane in the Hudson. I'm on the ferry going to pick up the people. Crazy. And 459,000 people viewed this picture and he actually became the on-the-spot journalist and was interviewed by the major newspapers and TV networks. Another app that I really love is called TweetDeck. And TweetDeck allows me to create columns for my Twitter. People always ask me, you know, how do you follow over a thousand people? 
And the way I do it is by categorizing people a little bit. So, for example, I have what I call my geeks. So these are all the folks who are really top-notch in Internet marketing and online. Uh, people like Cliff Ravenscraft, I mentioned before, Steve Garfield, one of the top video bloggers in the world. Uh, then next I have replies. So anyone who used my name in a tweet, like our friend Jim Kukrell, Bruce Turkel is a great tweeter. And then I have direct messages, folks who sent me a direct message. This is one from Richard at Dell, the famous tweeter over at uh, Dell Computers. And then on the right-hand column, I have all friends. So that's everybody on Twitter. Another uh, tool that does a very similar type of application is the Seismic desktop. And on Seismic, uh, you have the same function. And uh, one of my new favorite applications is bit.ly, or we call it bit.ly. And bit.ly shortens a, a, a long URL address. So here I was linking to a picture from NASA, and it was a very long, long um, web address. And it got shortened, and I was able to rename it one small step because it was a video of the uh, first step on the moon. But the amazing thing for me about bit.ly is it shows how many people clicked on the bit.ly's. So it gives you tracking information. And we're talking a little bit about the applications for business with Twitter. And one of the most valuable ways to learn about which tweets people like to click on and get information now from Twitter, uh, now it starts to become uh, more relevant, more powerful as a business tool. So here I get more information about the 358 people who clicked on this link to our podcast and we got 541 total clicks over to that link. Uh, turn it over to the panel and ask them which applications they're playing with. Uh, maybe Iconic88 will take this one first. Uh, you've pretty much covered all my bases there, Jay. I, I actually keep things very simple. I, uh, I use TweetDeck um, pretty much all of the time. I, I dabble in Seismic now and then just to um, see what's out there. I use Bitly so I could also track um, the click-through rates and um, to see where people are clicking through from. Um, what else is there? Oh, those will be my triumvirate, actually. I like, I like those three. They're very good. They're, they work for me. Gail Warren, you want to? I'm a seismic. I love seismic. I use, used to use Twirl, and it just uh, didn't offer me the variety and the depth that I can get from seismic. And so, you know, it's one of those things, I'm sure TweetDeck is great also, but I learned Seismic first, and it's, it's not broken, so I'm still using it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, why change it in midstream? I love this program. Well, I've tried about 100 different Twitter apps. I currently use People Browser, P-E-O-P-L-E-B-R-O-W-S-R. That's browser without the final E. Um, and... Um, Actually, the only e in browser. Um, and PeopleBrowser.com has a variety of tools for listening better, which, uh, you know, to me, the purpose of Twitter is to turn around the communications from broadcasting out and trying to, to get a message out and to start listening to what the market says. You can do that better with uh, analytical tools like PeopleBrowser to track all of that. All of the things the other panelists said are, are true. Um, I'm, I use Bud URL instead of Bitly. Uh, although, with what I've heard today, I think it's time for me to go try Bitly again. Um, and I just have a subscription to Bud URL. I do use Tweet Later because if I'm going to be on a program like this, and like for instance today I'm traveling and I wanted to make sure to tell people, I didn't do this today, but I have done this, uh, I want to make sure to tell people when I'm going on the program uh, to honor the person that's invited me to the program, so I will set up a uh, a, a tweet later, uh, tweet to do that. I like bringing that up because, um, well, it's full, full disclosure and authenticity, but also to remind you it's not a license to go out and stick in 47 tweets to go in the next week and then forget about anything else. Twitter to me is a listening tool, uh, but um, because I want to honor the people that are following me and looking for more information, uh, especially for beginners on Twitter, I will set up to arrange to have a tweet go out a few minutes before a radio broadcast starts. That's awesome. Thanks, Warren. The final uh, Twitter tip I call the three E's of social media. 
And the first one is educate. So valuable to teach people something in social media, to share your knowledge and share value. And I think Pete Cashmore and the team at Mashable do a great job um, educating and teaching us things, and particularly about Internet and even Twitter. You see this tweet second from the bottom. says, for those wondering what all the RTs are, see this guide, How to Retweet on Twitter, Tools and Tips. And they have a link over to their website where there's a blog uh, at Mashable, and it says How to Retweet on Twitter. And they walk you through an example of how to do retweeting. Shaquille O'Neal is really funny. Um, I think he's very entertaining, and that's why he's become the top athlete with the most number of followers on Twitter among all the athletes. And Shaquille is no longer the most powerful basketball player or the most important uh, by any stretch, but he's by far and away the highest, most number of followers on Twitter because he's funny, he's entertaining. He talks in his Shaq-Fu language, and he's, he's always funny. And Gary Vaynerchuk does a great job of the final E, which I call Engage, And he's always inviting people to conversations and asking questions and answering questions. Here he's inviting people to to join a live Ustream, which is another um, technology or tool where you could watch him uh, on a video. And he said, come talk wine and biz and branding. And Gary's always engaging with people in that two-way dialogue. So the three E's of Twitter, number one, educate. Number two, entertain. You know, put a smile on my face once in a while. And number three, engage, create that two-way dialogue. Um, Another engagement tool is direct messages. And when somebody follows you, you can send them a direct message or a direct note. And here are some of the direct messages that that I sent. Um, Another powerful form of engagement is is recognizing people and calling them out. Um, Chris Brogan was kind enough to, uh, after a dinner, say that he had a nice dinner with Jay Berkowitz. He's such a nice guy. And you see the next couple screens are all my emails. After Chris Brogan said I was a nice guy, I picked up about 100 followers because uh, he endorsed me. And so maybe that's a fourthy endorsement. Um, I know the panel has a couple variations on my three E's. Warren, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Well, um, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying, and um, I just use L for a real simple formula, two steps, listen and love. Um, like I was saying, the, the, there are people out there talking about what you're, what, uh, whatever it is you're interested in, whatever it is you're selling, whatever, whatever it is, anything, there's already people talking about it on Twitter and the other social media. And rather than come up with a grand strategy as how you're going to dominate and take over and conquer and compete, um, just go ahead and um, uh, listen to the conversation already in progress. And um, a, one of the people I was teaching about, uh, about the idea of, um, of there being so many uh, brands and, and ideas, and I said, you know, people are saying I'm stopping at McDonald's on the way to work. They just endorsed McDonald's. That isn't a testimonial for McDonald's is the best burger on earth. That's somebody just mentioning that they're going to McDonald's. And their friends care, are more, more likely to like McDonald's or not laugh about McDonald's when that person is around or whatever. It's a positive thing for my, McDonald's in a very small way. And the person I was teaching said, well, then, McDonald's could just go out and send a Big Mac coupon to everybody that did that. Well, two things wrong with that. First of all, you know, everybody would be tweeting the word McDonald's to get a free Big Mac. Well, not everybody, but part of the population that likes Big Mac. And then the second thing wrong with it is just yucky. The idea of getting a um, getting a coupon from a big corporation because I happen to mention their name in the tweet kind of leaves me with a sick feeling. And what's better is that. McDonald's sees that I'm talking about going there all the time, or, hey, McDonald's, if you're listening, I use this example all the time, um, and just say, thank you. And that's all they need to do. So I call that just, you know, showing some love on a very small basis. Just listen and love. Uh, the best example of this I've ever seen is a parking attendant doing his job. It's, um, it's so good that I, I bought a URL and point to it so I could never, re, never forget to, to tell everybody I'm talking to about this. 
It is validation.tv, not .com, validation, V-A-L-I-D-A-T-I-O-N.tv. And uh, it's a, a, a movie of a guy that uses very short messages to change people's life. There is no Twitter. There is no how to tweet. There is no how to sell anything on this page at all. Just a heartwarming movie that uh, you may get tears to your eye watching the thing. 16 minutes long, it'll change your life. So I highly recommend validation.tv. And if you get what that guy's doing, you get how to use Twitter and social media. And, and I would hold that you even have figured out how to live life. Thank you so much. Well, let's um, take a few questions at this time. If uh, anyone uh, listening wants to just click on the questions link, um, you have to open your GoToWebinar function. I know there's a number of you out there. Maybe while we're waiting for folks to get typing, um, if Mahay or Gail would like to add to the three E's or the two L's of Twitter. Well, I guess I would jump in, Jay, and add one I, and that is inspire. I couldn't agree more with what Warren said. It's about love. It's the same as life. When you reach out to another person and connect with them on that kind of a level, on a personal connection level, you can change the world by changing that person's day and by changing your own. That is the, I guess, the foundation of my life is inspiration. I watch people like Mahay and Warren, whose tweets do inspire and it just makes such a difference. I have had so many responses back saying, you have no idea the power of what that one tweet did for my world. And so I guess that's why I keep doing what I keep doing as far as putting this out, because I know it's making a difference. And the ones, because it makes a difference in my life when I read them from people like Iconic88 and Warren Whitlock. I'll just, just add on to the wonderful comments by Gail and Warren. Um, it's, it's not a romantic sense of love, uh, people. It, this is, the way I see it, this is unconditional love. This is an all-embracing love that, you, it's non-judgmental. We do it because it, we do it because it helps other people. And it, just the way the world works, everything, everything flows back when you give out. So the more you love, the more love you expect back. Okay, we have a bunch of questions in. Um, first up, Robert Rosenblatt said, do you have further advice on using Twitter direct messages with selected recipients as a form of two-way communication in addition to the tw typical tweets to all recipients? Um, and I would say, first of all, you can use direct messages as a form of private communication, but be careful with that because um, everything you put out there digitally could end up out there in the world and recently direct messages were hacked and so I would be careful with what you put out um, you know always always uh, be upfront and follow all of the panelists advice of being positive and uplifting and sharing love um, do any of the panelists want to comment on how they use direct messages yeah, let me just jump in there what I'd say um, Jay is when it comes to direct messages you treat direct messages exactly the same as you treat your open stream. Um, you, again, just to reiterate what you just said, you still treat people with love, you still show the love in the tweet, and you make those tweets count so that it makes a difference in the other person's day. And at the end of the day, whatever you put out there into the Twitter stream, whether it be um, out there in the open or in the direct message, it doesn't matter what people find because it's going to be positive at the end of the day, right? Next questions are actually tips. Um, unmarketing joined the conversation and said the background is an extension of your brand mind has helped um, Vinnie O'Hare um, has a tip Augie 4000 HTTP colon slash slash A-U-G-G-I-E 4000.com Augie4000.com um, is the guy who made many backgrounds so far um, Natalie Chicky, I'm enjoying listening. This is inspiring. I appreciate all of you listening and learning. Well, thank you so much. Um, so that's all the questions we have, and we ran a little bit over time. So I think um, at, at this point, perhaps I'll just wrap up with um, a big thank you to the panelists and um, all of everyone for joining in. We had well over a hundred participants on the two recordings, 
and um, folks from all around the world. So uh, thank you so much, and uh, please check out internetmarketingclub.org. That's where you can find um, more information about upcoming webinars like this one, uh, www.internetmarketingclub.org. Don't forget, it is a .org. So thank you all so much for joining in. Uh, I'll, I'll open it up to the panel. Maybe, um, Gail, ladies first, if you want to wrap up. Well, thank you, Jay, for the invitation to join you today and to be in such esteemed company with Warren Whitlock and Iconic88. You guys are amazing, and I love your tweets, so keep up the great work, and thank you again for allowing us to be part of it. If you want to learn any more about Inspire Me Today, you can go to inspiremetoday.com or to globalhugtour.com. Come help us hug the world, and you can also follow at globalhugtour.com. So thank you again, Jay, for putting this together, and to the other two panelists for being part of it. Iconic 88. Um, basically, I just want to say g'day, people, and thank you very much for tuning in to Jay's uh, webinar here with uh, the wonderful Gail of, and uh, Warren Whitlock. And um, all I have to say is just be yourself because over time, people find out who you really are. So show unconditional love, my friends. Why don't you close out in Tonga? Thank you.